0: let
1: Good morning. Are you uh, glad you came to church today? Amen. We're glad you're here today. We want to welcome you to Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene. My name is BJ Thielander, and I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, my children's pastor has given me the day off, except for announcements. So uh, we're glad for that. No, we're excited that the kids are going to be um, performing their program. Make sure you look at the title of this program. Because you're already seeing it come to play, amen? And it's such a great time to have our kids with us today. They've done a great job working so hard. I was hoping they'd still be up here. Kids, can you do me a favor? I know you're getting ready to perform. Would you all just stand up right where you're at? And would you look out here at Grandma and Grandpa, Mom and Dad, and would you just wave right now and say, Hi, Mom! Awesome, awesome. We're glad you're here. It is Christmas season. This is the second Sunday of Advent. Hear the word of the Lord from Luke's gospel. And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Matthew 16, he records this. Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's who we celebrate today, and we're excited for that. God in the flesh, Jesus has come. Amen? And we're excited for that. We are so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. If you did receive a bulletin, there is a few announcements on the back of that uh, program. Make yourself aware of what's going on. We do have small groups tonight, again, at 630. So come back for small groups tonight. If you don't have a church home, we want to invite you to come and connect and engage with us. We would love for this to be your church home. And we're just glad you're here to worship with us this morning. Yes, two weeks from today, December 19th, you want to mark your calendars, we're doing something totally different as a celebration for Christmas, as our gift as a Parsonage family to you, is we want to have kind of a Christmas party, and so December 19th in the p.m. at 6.30, we're going to meet over in the Family Center, and it's just going to be a great time of worship together, playing some games, and just food, and all the good stuff that goes along with having a Christmas party. If you want to wear your ugly Christmas sweater, that's perfectly fine, or any Chiefs uniforms, that's fine too. Those are ugly enough as well. So um, anything like that is fine. We just want to invite you to come and have a Christmas party with us December 19th, Christmas Sunday. It's going to be a great day, so we're excited for that as well. Would you join me in prayer? We want to pray together this morning, and then we will let the kids have the show. Father God, we love you today. And I'm thankful that this Christmas season, we are able to celebrate in so many different ways. We get to worship you. We get to sing Christmas carols. We get to enjoy all the festivities of Christmas time. And as we come to church during this great holiday season, we're reminded of the real reason we celebrate. So, God, we thank you for sending your Son to give us hope to give us peace, to give us love. Thank you for that. As we worship with our children today, Lord, I just pray that your peace would surround this place in a very real way and that we would be able to worship you as we worship together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Then I said to Jesus, I don't know what to serve for dinner at the annual angels convention. And you know what he said? No, what? Uh, he said, I have a couple loaves of bread and some fish if you need them. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Most people don't know this, but Jesus has a really great sense of humor. I mean, his first day on earth was spent in a barn full of cows and sheep. What do you expect? That is a pretty funny way to come into the world. Well, well, look what we have here. Must be another Christmas program. I just love Christmas programs. Really? Yeah, all the kids get dressed up, Mary, Joseph, and all the animals, and you know there's always an angel or two. As there should be. Christmas programs are the best. That's easy for you to say. You've never had to direct one. And you have? Of course not. But I've heard plenty of prayers sent up to the big guy to know that directing a Christmas program is no picnic. I just love picnics. But you love Christmas programs. I can love both. All
3: right, the program is in two days. Let's see how we're doing with this production list.
4: How is the set coming along? It's partially constructed. Costumes? Halfway there. What is that supposed to be? It's supposed to be a cow. Are those udders? I think so. Are udders really necessary? Mm, I think the costumer was going for some realism.
3: If we were going for realism in this production, Mary wouldn't be played by a four-foot-tall nine-year-old.
4: You're right. I'll, I'll talk to the costumer. Please
3: do. Thank you be we secure a baby
4: Jesus? Got him right here. <laughs> what is that
3: supposed to be?
4: Is that a, a- clown? Only for now. Once we wrap him in <laughs> swaddling clothes, he will be the messiah. That doll is a
3: lot of things, but it is not a messiah. Hey. Where did you find that?
4: In the church nursery.
3: Could you find a doll with a less horribly painted smile, maybe?
4: You're right. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Okay. So, the
5: set is not ready. Nor are props. Nor are the costumes. Are the actors at least ready? Well, you see, I...
2: Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom.
5: We're about to start rehearsal.
2: Can't I don't think so. Can
5: you please take Danny to the bathroom? Yes, ma'am. Come on, Danny. Danny,
4: why is your hand so sticky?
2: I don't know, it might be dilly or might
4: not. Great.
3: Lord, please help me get through this program. Nothing is on schedule, and the kids are driving me nuts, and I don't think I can handle one more sheep pun.
6: I might be late for rehearsal. Uh, I
7: have to run home to get something. I'll be back. See what I'm working
3: with here, Lord.
2: We've got to help these poor and hard working men and women who have volunteered to help direct this year's Christmas program. I know, but how? They just need a little how-to manual. Got that right here. Yes, that'll be a huge help for sure. But I think you and I can help as well. We'll give these fine people a 10-step guide on how to survive their church Christmas program. Great. These people right here? Yep. Right now? Right now. Then where do we start? Let's start with number one. Number one, to be open to guidance. Guidance from heavenly beings like us, which I think I'd be a great guide. Not exactly. What I mean is... You know who's a gay guide? Gabriel. You know him, right? He's the one who visited Mary and told her that she was expecting the Son of God and that she should name him Jesus. Yeah, I know Gabriel. But what I meant was... He also visited Joseph and told him to not be afraid to take Mary as his wife and, and that this was all part of God's plan. Yeah, Gabriel did a great job with that one, no doubt about it. But what I meant was getting guidance from other people. I don't get it. Just watch, you'll see what I mean. This
3: does not look right. No woman in her right mind would give birth in this mess.
5: (laughs) We're never gonna be ready for the show tomorrow night.
7: Pastor P.J. said you guys might be looking for some help on the set. He,
5: he did? did? Does that mean he knows this show is going to be a disaster?
7: Uh, I, he didn't say anything about the disaster. Maybe this wasn't so? <laughs> no, no,
3: no. You're here now. You volunteered. You're staying. Uh,
7: this is a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. When is the show again? Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow? Yeah. You're joking. I wish. Uh, Alright, where shall I start first? Take your pick. How about right there?
3: Works for me. We'll just be going over here, over my notes.
7: That's not a good idea.
3: <laughs> you don't say. You don't say.
2: Well, that didn't go very well. It, maybe if they had asked for help sooner, that wouldn't have happened. I bet Gabriel could have fixed that step real quick. Maybe. Who knows? Now it's time to move on to our second to our second step for surviving your church Christmas program. Ooh, I can hardly wait. Step number two, make sure to schedule bathroom breaks. That's a good one when working with kids. Kids always have to go to the bathroom when working on Christmas programs. And on road trips. How would you know? I've heard plenty of prayers out to the big guy like, please God, let us get to the next restroom stop before we, Nora has an accident <laughs> I've heard that one too or there's Anna if you have to go to the bathroom one more time so help me God
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't
2: think that one was a prayer exactly speaking of road trips Mary and Joseph must have had a long trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem to be registered for the census True. I hope they scheduled a lot of bathroom breaks. I'm sure they did. Now, let's see why you should follow step number two of our guide on how to survive a church Christmas program. Make sure to use the bathroom a lot. No problem.
5: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to start rehearsing. Okay, let's take it from the major scene. Places, everyone. Okay, get your place.
3: (laughs) We're ready to start rehearsing. All right, let's start from the second moo.
2: Moo. Unto a child is born. Unto us.
5: Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. We just birthed Danny. Can't you
2: hold it? I don't think so. Can you please take Danny to the bathroom? Sure.
4: Let's go, Danny. Danny, why is your hand so sticky? I don't know. It might be peanut butter or might not. Great.
3: Okay, where were we? I have to go to the bathroom too.
4: (sighs) Come on, then. I have to
1: go too. Me too.
3: I guess we're taking a break. Two minutes after we start rehearsal. If anyone else needs to go, now is the time.
2: Want a butterscotch?
3: Where did that come from?
2: My fanny pack. How How long long has has it been been there? Who knows? Do you want it?
3: Why not? Thank you.
2: And that's why it's crucial to plan plenty of bathroom breaks. Hey, Gloria. What? I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Angels don't use the bathroom, Fred. I know. (sighs) And we're moving on. Yes, let's move on. Step number three, take attendance. That's a good one, one when working with kids. That's right, Fred. And as we just learned, they go to the bathroom a lot. It's, into, it's important to keep accurate records of who all's there and where they are at all times. I, I bet the census takers in Bethlehem have to be very careful to take accurate records. Of course they did, that's the entire point of census. They didn't have as many names as we have now. Can you imagine how many Marys and Josephs there were? Josephs there were? And Johns, there's so many Johns in the Bible. So confusing. Very true. Can you imagine when Mary and Joseph walk up to the census? taker, Like, here he was just doing his job, and he gets to meet the Mary and Joseph. I'm not sure I understand your point. I mean, if he would have known he was registering the parents of Jesus Christ himself, I would have thought that was pretty cool. Mary and Joseph were just a man and woman, just like these fun people right here. Throughout history, God has used regular men and women to help him spread his message of love and peace. Like, church, church, directors of a church Christmas program. That's right, they're helping spread God's message too. And on that note, let me introduce you to our next step. Step number three, take attendance.
5: Next. Winnie is here. Thank you. Butterscotch Winnie is here. If you like that, Butterscotch, I have another. Maybe later, Winnie. Thank you, though. You're welcome. Next. Hello, Danny. Hello.
2: Hi. I have a question. What is it now? What is my character's motivation? Your character's
5: motivation? Danny, you're playing a sheep. I know, but it's for a pretty epic moment. And your only line is ba. I know, but should it be ba
2: or ba or maybe it's ba? I could try it like ba.
7: Can someone please get these children off my set?
3: I would if I could figure out who they all are.
7: Just call their names, they're kids. They'll come when called.
3: I would, except I don't know all their names.
2: Dang.
5: Or maybe it's bad. Sure, Danny. Whatever.
2: Wow, that escalated quickly. Maybe, do you see why it would've been helpful? Wait, that's not my line. Do you see why it would've been helpful if the directors had taken attendance? I sure do. Did you see that cow riding on the shepherd's back? That was awesome. I'm sure our directors disagree, and that all could have been avoided by taking attendance, as well as by adhering to step four of our plan. What's step four? Step four, keep your cast size manageable. Very true, parties are fun, but Christmas programs, not so much. I don't get why. I don't get why these church, uh, the, Directors, the directors insist on having five cows, six sheep, eight roosters, and 17 horses. There's nowhere near that many animals in Nativity. I think our directors should just want to include as many kids as possible. The directors just need to take advice from the innkeepers in the Nativity story. Mary and jo- when Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, they went from end to end, but they were all full. The innkeepers couldn't let everyone in, so they turned Mary and Joseph away. That's right, Harold. That's right, Harold. The innkeepers kept their numbers manageable, just as our directors should. I hope our directors take our advice if things aren't going to go very well. I doubt it. But either way, I give you step number four of our guide on how to survive your church Christmas program. Keep your cast size manageable.
5: Sounds great, Danny. I've lost Henry.
4: Henry? You know the kid that's about this tall who's playing a sheep? I have five sheep on my list,
3: and all of them are about this tall. I have no idea who you're talking about.
7: Are you going to get these kids off my set or not? Just a minute.
4: So what are we going to do about Henry?
7: Or maybe it's... Henry's right here. Do you want
5: to Do you want a butterscotch? Stop.
3: Everyone just stop. I want everyone out of here and lined up outside right now. Yes, ma'am. Come on, just everyone. Just minute, Whitney. Hey, hey, hey. Come
4: on, everyone. Line up. No. Drop the box. No. No. Go. Please. all right to so go line up on your own. Thanks.
2: Oh, just wow. I know. But did you see that? I did. (laughs) I, I had no idea. I tried to tell you. That was stressful. See why it would have been helpful? That's why directors need to keep their cast size manageable. I hope our next—I hate to say it—but I hope our next step doesn't involve so many kids. It doesn't. What is it then? It's just to keep your set simple. Simple is often better. Just ask Mary and Joseph. Mary gave birth to, to mary gave birth in simple surroundings in a barn surrounded by nothing other than hay and animals. Because of that decision, these Christmas fragrance have a really cool setting for their story. More importantly, Jesus had a warm, safe place in which to be born. Yeah, that too. This set, their set looks pretty simple. I think they'll be all right. And the way things are going, I'm not sure, but we're about to find out. And on that note, let me give you step number five of our Guide on to Survive Survivor Church Christmas program.
5: Keep your set simple. This is nowhere near finished, and now our set center has walked out on us. What are we going to do? I'm back. That was fast.
7: Now that I have some time to sit down and think, I've gone ahead and put some plans together to liven up the set a little bit.
3: You did all of this just now? Yep. While you were out there?
7: Of course. Anna made this little beauty, too.
3: What are we doing wrong, Lord?
7: If we work hard all night and tomorrow, we should be able to get this done. So I was thinking we could construct the town of Bethlehem with some four-way flats and some simple framework, which will give us a lovely backdrop behind the stable.
5: Yes, but...
7: And if we have any artists in the congregation, we get a large painter's tarp and paint the night sky behind the town.
5: I don't even know how we could find someone so last minute. Besides, I really don't El, follow
7: me on this. What if instead of the wise men just showing up out of nowhere, we construct a grand palace where they all meet up and on the journey?
3: King Heron's not even in this script. Just write him in. I'm not a playwright.
7: This is a lot of work. So I'm gonna get started. Oh, and if you could get me about a crew of about 25 in the next hour, that'd be great.
5: Do they have to be over the age of 12?
7: <laughs> Good one.
2: They're never gonna get all that done before tomorrow. You can say that again. They're never gonna get all that done before tomorrow. Fred, have you ever heard of an idiom? Of course I have, but you don't need to call, call but it's not nice to call people names. You never know when the big guy might be listening. He's always listening, and you clearly don't know what an idiom is. What is it then? It's a common phrase people use, such as you can say that again. That means- What is it then? I'm trying to tell you. I know, and you told me to say it again, so I did. I think I'm starting to get a taste of how our directors feel right now. Things aren't going well, huh? You can say that again. Things aren't. <laughs> Let me introduce you to our next step. Step number six, keep special effects to a minimum. Ooh, I just love special effects, I can see it now. Flash, bang, a big explosion over here. The wind picks up. Tell me, Fred, when exactly did the explosion occur in the nativity story? Good point, no explosions then. I know, angels, of course. Why didn't I think of that earlier? Coming down from the sky, a chorus of heavenly angels. Oh. exactly what I'm warning against Harold and Fred But special effects are amazing they can be but if a director wants to survive their churches their church Christmas program they need to stick to maybe one or two special effects like maybe having a star light up or something but that's boring no it isn't the star that should never Bethlehem was a wonderful sight for all to behold and was nothing like anyone had ever seen before it must have been wonderful to see it was so bright that the wise men used it as their guide on their trials to find a newborn king. Exactly. God didn't need any special effects when Jesus was born. He just needed one bright star. Which is why I recommend step number six of our guide on how to survive a church Christmas program. Keep special effects to a minimum.
6: Technical, direct, technical, technical director in the house. God's house, that is.
5: Great, just what I need right now.
6: Hello, theater people. It is I, your technical director, ready to give this show the pizzazz it so obviously needs.
3: Thank you for coming. We definitely don't want to turn away any volunteers.
6: Volunteers? Who said anything about volunteers? My fees.
5: Are you kidding me? We can't pay this.
6: I see the set is still in construction. That gives me more time to rig my flying angels.
5: Your flying angels?
2: <laughs> he has a vision. Flying angels, exactly what I was thinking. Now that's a church Christmas figure, And that's why the big guy put me in charge.
3: We can't fly our angels. I'll be lucky if I get this production off the
5: ground, let alone half a dozen five-year-olds.
6: What kind of second-rate production is this?
5: It's a children's Christmas program. What did you expect?
6: I'm gonna need to take another look at my contract. Come on, little angels.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Seriously, you guys didn't think that guy was super cool? He was super something, I tell ya. You know who else was super cool? Who? Gabriel. Why am I not surprised? Surprises, I just love surprises. I'm glad you said that, because that reminds me of our next step. What? Surprises. Oh, tell me more about it. I will. Thank you, Fred. It's nice to see you're being a little more serious about this process. Step number seven of our guide to how your church Christmas program. Be prepared for surprises. As anyone who's worked on a Christmas program knows, no matter how well you plan for any possible outcome, surprises are bound to happen. But if you plan for some contingencies, you should be just fine. Wouldn't you, Harold and Fred? Harold? Fred? Ariel, did you see where they went? No. Who knows where the... Who knows where the- who knows what those two are up to? They're always up to something. Harold, Fred! Fred, ah! What'd you do that for? You said that the next step was surprises, so I was just trying to illustrate the point. Once again, you seem to have missed my point. No, we haven't. It's just like the nativity story. OK, now I'm missing your point. You know how the shepherds are out in the field t- tending to the sheep, mind, own business, and suddenly a chorus of the angels comes out of nowhere. Surprise! and they proclaimed as the Messiah had been born. As surprising as that must have been, they heeded the angel's Uh. word and went to see the Christ child. Wow, that's exactly right, Harold. I know, I was there. You were not. I know, but after reading this, it felt like I was. This is a great story. So, finally, something you and I can agree on. And on that note, let me give you step number seven of our guide on how to survive your church Christmas program. Be prepared for surprises. How's everything going over there?
7: It'd be better if I had 25 more sets of hands.
3: working on it. That is still not going to happen.
6: We have a problem.
3: What is it now?
6: Elliot has lost his voice.
3: That stinks.
6: Yes, it does. He's my lead soloist for the big musical number.
3: Can't you just give the solo to someone else?
6: Give it to someone else? Do you know how long Elliot's been working on this?
3: I'm sure he has been, but that's the only solution I have for you right now.
6: That'd be great, but I have just one more problem. What is it? My entire choir has come down with a cold.
5: Oh, no. That's not good.
6: No, it's not.
5: (laughs) What was
3: that? Are you okay?
7: I'm alright. I'm not so sure about this star, though.
3: Well, this day is just going from bad to worse.
2: Go
5: to the bathroom. What a surprise.
2: Hey, speaking of singing, did you know there's a song named after me? No, there isn't. Yeah, 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 there is. It was named after me and everything. It's pretty famous. Okay, now I know you're pulling my leg. I'm not, it was on billboard charts and everything. Okay, Harold, what's the name of this song? Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That song's not about You know what, Harold? Never mind. I'm going to give this one to you. Congrats, Harold. That's a great song. So you know it? I do. Hey, Gloria. What? Did you know there's a song named about after you too? What is that? In the middle of Angels We Have Heard on High, it says, Gloria, and it tells you stay you. Oh, yeah. That's right. I love that song. One more question, is Day or your name in Spanish or something? No, it means God in the highest. The song is about giving glory to God. Just like the wise men did. I guess you're right. The three wise men heard about the birth of Jesus and wanted to pay their respects. With gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's right, Fred. So they followed the bright star to find Jesus. Hey, hey do you want to know a fun fact? This is against my better judgment, but sure. Even though most church Christmas programs depict the wise men as part of the nativity scene, the wise men actually didn't show up with their gifts until much later after Jesus was born. That's true. Harold, great job. Thank you. And it actually leads me to our next step. Don't be afraid to postpone. Postpone the Christmas program, but how? This is the greatest story ever told. So if you need a little extra time, your audience won't mind to wait to hear it. Which is why I, the three wise men didn't get to the birth of Jesus on time. No need to rush your show either. Which, and on that note, I give you step number eight of our guide on how to survive your church Christmas program. Don't be afraid to postpone.
6: So what do you want me to do about my choir?
7: If you want this done in time, we're going to be here all night.
2: I don't think we're going
3: to be ready for tomorrow. Danny. Danny.
2: Danny. I still have to go to the
5: bathroom. Of course you do, Danny.
6: Um, I've revised my contract. Instead of flying my angels, we're going to do a Technicolor light show for your uh, Starry Night Sky.
5: And how long is that going to take?
6: As long as it needs.
5: I think we need to postpone.
6: Postpone? Postpone? Postpone, Pastor BJ is not gonna like this.
3: That makes three of us.
2: What should we do next, Ariel? This program's going downhill fast. I I don't know. You don't know? I don't. This is so much worse than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> What's the next step in our guide? The only thing I can think of now is to give up. Give up? No one in here does it say to give up. I now give you step number nine of our guide on how to survive your church Christmas program. Just give up.
5: I give up. You what? We give up. We're done. Finito. Directors out. Peace.
7: Can they do that? That's what she said.
2: (laughs) This can't be how it ends. There has to be a church Christmas program. There just has to. I'm sorry, Fred, but I'm out of ideas. I just don't know how to help these people. That's okay, Gloria. I do. I know where to find the answers. You do? Yeah, right there and right here. Okay, now I'm missing your point. In times of need, all people need to do needed to do is put their pray to the big guy himself. God, He always knows what to do in times of trouble. That's true, Fred. And one of the greatest things God ever did for us was to send his only son to Earth to spread pre- peace and love throughout the land. That's what Christmas is all about, you know? It's the, celebrating the, the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and all the wonderful gifts he, he brought into the world with him. I couldn't, have said a, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think we know what our tenth and final step should be. I do, too. Then get on with it, then. I don't see how this church Christmas program ends. I think Harold should do it. Really? You earned it. Okay, here it goes. And I, Harold the Angel, give you the tenth and final step on how to survive your church Christmas program. Put your faith in God. Now there were shepherds nearby living out in the field, keeping guard over our flock at night. the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of God turned all around them, and they were absolutely terrified, not doing anything, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, listen carefully, for I proclaim good news that will bring great joy to all to all people. What did I say? She says, Today, your Savior is born in the city of David. Okay. He is Christ the Lord. He's Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of
5: cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a vast of heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to the God
2: on high. On earth, among people with whom he is pleased.
4: It really was such a wonderful show. You both did such a great job. But how? You just have to put your faith in God and know that everything will work itself out, even a Christmas program.
5: Even Christmas programs?
4: Even Christmas programs. Great show, everyone.
5: Who wants Christmas Christmas cookies? Me!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. Our 10-step guide on how to survive your church Christmas program. I was afraid there for a second that we, but then at the end we pulled it all together. We can do anything if we put our faith in God, Fred. I know that's right. Does that? Do you think that counts for angels too? What do you mean? I mean, in theory, could I fly across the grand, grand, grand Canyon and back on the back of a mighty steed? That would be super cool. That'd be super something. You know who could probably do that with one hand tied behind his back? Who? Wait, let me guess. (laughs) Let me guess. Gabriel. Why am I not surprised? The (laughs) end.
4: coming out didn't the children and teens do a wonderful job Woo! all right guys who's ready for christmas cookies yeah let's go wait, wait, wait. we have been waiting for months for these christmas cookies. i'm
3: so so sorry but can we give a big round of applause for pastor alicia yeah She's amazing. She rewrote the script so we could include as many as we could. She, I mean, she did an amazing job. Uh, we are all just little helpers in what she did. So Miss Molly um, and from the kids, we she put together a basket that she's going to present her.
5: So do you have anything you want to say?
2: Um, we, I wanted to do something good for you because we're thankful for you. So. Um, Me and Janine and Dad put this together for you because we're very thankful for you. Oh my
4: goodness. I see tie dye, my favorite thing. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
3: Thank you. Thank all of you. Thank you.
1: Didn't they do a great job? Yes. I want to invite you to stand with me this morning. And uh, one of the really cool things about coming to church on Children's Program Day is you get out early. No, I'm just teasing. We're so glad that you came today. Uh, They did a great job. Thank you, parents, grandparents, for making this possible. It is truly a team effort, and uh, they did a great job. And so we're so glad that you were able to worship with us. Let me pray for you, and I hope and pray that you'll have a great Christmas season. Father God, thank you so much for this day. A day of rejoicing, a day of celebration, a day of laughter, of fun, but Lord, most, most importantly, a reminder of what Christmas is all about. And I pray, God, as we go from this place today, we will remember what the key element is to the Christmas season. Putting our faith in you. Help us to do that today and every day. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. And just because of who you are, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. You can pick up your kids up in the children's area. Thank you for coming.